0: This show is a part of the FM Podcast Network. Visit us at fmpods.com.
1: When I was a kid growing up in Jersey, uh, anybody who was a hoot or really funny or something, uh, we'd call them a riot. Ladies and gents, uh, this guy's a riot in more ways than one. Bob Dylan.
0: This is Pod Dylan, the show that celebrates the work of Bob Dylan, one greatest hits collection at a time. Part of the FM Podcast Network. I'm your host, the and Rob Kelly, and joining us once again for this bonus episode of Pod Dylan is our pal Amy Maud Helfer. Hi, Amy. Hello. I'm so happy to be talking to you again.
1: You too. This is awesome. Thank you so much for thinking of me.
0: Absolutely. I mentioned to you all just off air a second ago that uh, you know Pod Dylan doesn't get a whole ton of direct feedback because I don't really do like a, a letters episode or a feedback episode, <laughs> you know? And so people th- that generally kind of thwarts people wanting to leave comments, at least a uh, positive one, the negative ones get through all the time, <laughs> but the positive, it keep keep people from leaving positive comments. So when I do, when I do a show that gets a certain amount of comments very soon after it drops, I always know like, Oh, well proportionately this one must've really been popular. And the last episode that you did where we talked about, I made up my mind to give myself to you and you brought all of these wonderfully, cl- inf- all this wonderful information about classical music and the history of how Bob used stuff from that kind of, you know, that sort of form of music for these songs. That got a lot of great response very, af- very soon after it dropped. So that one was a very, yeah. very popular episode.
1: Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I had so much fun preparing for that and so much fun preparing for this too. So thank you.
0: Yes. Well, you are the one I thought of when I came up with this idea. And this was, this was an idea that I, ha- oh, by the way, everybody, if you're listening to this, thank you because this is a bonus episode. This is the monthly bonus episode that I try and do at least, you know, every, at least once a month for Uh, Pod Dylan subscribers. And so if you're listening to this, that means you are a subscriber to Pod Dylan, either via Apple Podcasts or on our website, fmpods.com. And thanks to your financial support, you are helping keeping this show going, not only the bonus episodes, but the show in general. So I really can't thank you enough. So that's why uh, I like to do these bonus shows as a way to say thank you for your financial support. And also it gives me the chance to kind of do these weird ideas that I come up with sometimes like this one. (laughs) So the idea that I had, and I thought about this just a couple of weeks ago after I did the episode with Sabrina Irfan, where we talked about Dignity and how that song first appeared on Greatest Hits Volume 3, is that Bob Dylan has not had a Greatest Hits collection in 30 years. That was the, (laughs) Volume 3 was the last one. Now, of course, since then, there have been versions of Greatest Hits records. I'm going to talk about them in a minute. And of course, with streaming, there just isn't a need. For Greatest yeah. Hits collections, much anymore. That's kind of a lost art. People don't need to buy physical media, at least with you know, when you're talking CDs or, or albums, to collect their favorite songs. They could just make a playlist themselves on various platforms. So the Greatest Hits thing is kind of a dinosaur. But I grew up on them. I, I, I assume you did as well, Aiden.
1: Uh yeah. Well, my first introduction to Bob Dylan was actually the essential Bob
0: Dylan. Right. There so, you go. Yeah. Which is the yeah. modern, yeah. which is the the early 2000s And by the way a little bit of history, Sony music sort of got rid of greatest hits as the nomenclature for these collections. Mm. And they changed it over to, like you just mentioned essential and mm. the first ever release in their essential series was the essential Bob Dylan. Oh, cool! So once again, he is breaking ground, <laughs> 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 you know, he's done so many Whoa. firsts uh, in, yeah. in both with his music and the way it's marketed. But yeah, the first essential collection was the essential oh. Bob Dylan and oh, cool. a little A little bit of history. The first greatest hits collection ever put together was from 1958. Johnny Mathis, Johnny's greatest hits, is the first ever greatest hits collection. So, whatever music executive came up with that idea, so many artists owe that. I'm assuming it's a guy, owe that guy a debt of gratitude because greatest hits collections have been a cash cow for record companies ever since. The greatest selling. Greatest Hits Collection of all time is the Eagles, their first collection, 1971 and 1975. It's it has sold to date 38 million copies.
1: Oh my gosh. Which,
0: which, which makes it not yeah. only the greatest selling hits, greatest hits collection, it's the greatest selling album in America wow. of all time. So oh, I mean, gosh. holy yeah. geez. And yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, every time I have somebody new on the show, I ask them, what's your introduction to Bob Dylan? And often as not, they say, Bob Dylan's Greatest Hits, or mm-hmm, Bob Dylan's Greatest mm-hmm. Hits volume two, not often volume three, but one or two. And <laughs> so it was an essential thing. So anyway, after I talked to Sabrina we talked about Dignity, I thought, well, Bob has released a lot of amazing music since yeah. 1993, course, he's had a whole kind of part four of his career. I don't know how many right. times you could bifurcate it, part three, part four, part five, <laughs> you right. know? And so I thought it would be kind of fun to do a sort of just – a fanciful idea of saying well, if we had to build a greatest hits volume four which is what we're going to be calling it what would that consist of and so the mm-hmm. rules are such it can be any bob dylan song released post greatest hits volume three so post 1994 it could be anything didn't have to be something that he record as uh, something that he wrote it could be anything that he's performed I, I did put some limitations on us. Uh, the limit is 12 songs. I'm, we're pretending that this will be an actual physical media release. <laughs> and while you could probably cram in a couple more songs, I felt like 12 was a nice round number. It's probably putting as much music on there as you can. To be honest, I originally told Amy that we were going to limit it to 10. I couldn't limit it to 10. <laughs> no. I could not do it. I could my, barely do 12. Yeah, nah. <laughs> My original list had like 24 <laughs> songs on yeah, it. I was like, same. okay, this is too hard. So it's that. So, and so that's the rule. We do not have to go uh in any sort of chronological order. Greatest Hits Volume 1 was chronological. Greatest Hits Volume 2 wasn't. Greatest Hits Volume 3 was not. So uh, we don't, you know, we didn't have to go in, in, in order of the releases of where we're pulling them from. And Amy and I have not re- released each other's lists to each other. <laughs> we're going to discover on air. Uh, what we chose and i'm gonna bet that we maybe have some varying lists we'll find out maybe the show will be terrible and it'll be the same exact list amy <laughs> i don't know but we'll we're gonna go on this uh journey together and so the other thing we're gonna do is we're gonna do one at a time we're gonna do okay. your first song then my first song and then we'll just okay. go through it so cool. I, i've done shows like this on uh i de- versions of this on some of my other podcasts where we've imagined some collection or some release that's never uh never happened. And they've always been a lot of fun. I've never really had a chance to do that for Pod Dylan. So I thought it would be really, really, really fun. And since you are a professional musician, professional singer, I thought you would bring some added maybe context to mm-hmm. to this to this collection. <laughs> All right. So do you want to get started? Sure. All right. So what is your first song? Okay.
1: It is drum roll no uh Love Sick <laughs> Live. When my first introduction to this song was on the modern times album, I bought the, I think I bought the CD and, you know, I put it on my computer and it came with this video of the Grammys performance of lovesick. And I watched it on my little (laughs) iPod that had a little screen Uh, (laughs) and I it's one of my favorite songs and every time I go to a concert I go oh I hope he sings Love Sick and yeah so that's all right. my number 1
0: and that I will tell you because we all know what happened to that the the live Great. performance at the Grammys uh for me the only way to enjoy that performance is uh audio only I can't watch the video of it because of the <laughs> jerk face that ruined it so <laughs> like, I love the, the I love the performance but I can only listen to it I can't watch it because it just gets ruined although I do enjoy bob and tony giving each other that look of like what the hell was that that's that's a fun moment um you don't
1: see the 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 bomber um in the video that was released with modern times
0: oh really um, i had
1: had no idea that that was a thing until recently oh good so the way they cropped it yeah good for them yeah it's really it's (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, wow, this is such a beautiful video. It's just like people like swaying in the background and it, that's all it is. So, yeah.
0: It was like a, yeah. ga- it was like a gap ad directed by Tim Burton yeah. or something. It's just very, very <laughs> yeah. straight. Okay. Well, like I said, that's a great choice. And of course, you know, it, chronologically, that is sort of the first song we heard mm-hmm. from Bob post any mm-hmm. greatest hits collection. Was that the opening didn't of, mm-hmm. of time out of mind? So, okay, great choice. Um uh, I just, I decided not to go chronologically and I'm starting okay. off with Things Have Changed. It won him the Oscar, of course, of the soundtrack to the Wonder Boys. And I just felt like if you're going to have a a collection of songs, which again, we're pretending this is, this is a CD or or a vinyl album that you're buying and you're putting in and you're putting on, I want to start with something a little high energy, you know, which is kind Mm -hmm. of a nice boop, boop, boop. And I think, not to get too highfalutin, but like just the title suggests... Something about Bob's career that yes, something has changed because now this guy has got the wind at his back again and he is, mm-hmm. he is headed for an amazing 21st century. Nobody, nobody in 1995 or 96 would have guessed that. If you had said, Hey, this guy is going to release this guy that's uh, got the heart problem. Um, he <laughs> is going to and has been releasing nothing but either greatest hits packages or all acoustic folk cover records. Uh, he is going to put out six to seven original <laughs> records, some of which will be the greatest records of his career. It's like, get, you'd, you'd cover that action, yeah. you know, you'd say yeah. no chance. So yeah. I just felt like that song That song had to be on this collection. And I think it's a good way to up-tempo way to start the record. So my, yeah, my first, my first choice is is Things Have Changed from, from Wonder Boy. So, okay. So uh, tra- track two for you.
1: Okay. Not dark yet. I just, I love the, just the sort of, this is the, what drove me to pick most of these songs despite them being like besides them being among my favorite Bob Dylan songs is that they each sort of just like paint this like completely new palette L- like, like this it, like he uses a different palette for each of these songs and like each of his albums is just like this new tonal world I think and I just love like the whole like it's too hot to sleep line like it's just so uh ethereal and and beautiful so
0: such yeah. a strange choice to to do the video like that's the song that got a, a you know an actual commercial video release it's it's like one yeah. of the most uncommercial songs to pull off that record and yet that's the one they went they went with <laughs> you know it's kind of mm-hmm. amazing but i think for most people it's probably the the high point of the whole record is that song you know it's been yeah. covered a lot he's done it a lot there's all those multiple versions so I'm going to, well, you know what? I'll do my number two and then I have a question about your, your choices so far. So, okay. uh, my number two is actually Lovesick. I okay. went, I went, went back in time because I feel like Lovesick has to be on there. It's one of the more famous songs off the record. It was used in a Victoria's Secret commercial mm-hmm. for Pete's Sakes, which Bob himself is, is in. So um, weird. I mean, he so talked weird. about in the sixties, he was going to sell ladies underwear and here he was selling <laughs> ladies underwear 30 years later. Um, but I just, I will say this about Lovesick. It's, I like it, but it has never been one of my favorites of his. Okay. It's not one of my favorites off of "Time Out of Mind." There's something about the stop-start of it that just don't. It just doesn't he, ring in my ears well the way. Actually, I prefer the live one that you just mentioned a mm-hmm. little more oh, than yeah, the one for sure. But I feel like it's got to be on there because it's one of the more famous songs. So sorry, I'm going back in time a little bit, and I I opened up with, with the love sick the, the time out of mind version of love sick. So okay. okay, so my question to you is. I'm going to assume maybe I'm wrong that your next track track three is not from time out of mind because we've only got 11 slots left. Were you playing, how are you coming about these? Were you looking at it as saying what you think are the best songs versus your personal favorites? Like, would you say either Sick" or not dark yet are your favorite either of your favorite songs off their record?
1: Yes, they are. Um, and I'm going, yeah. So I felt a, well, I'll talk about it a little bit later down my list That like I felt a sort of pressure to try to grab from every every album, yep. Which I actually did not do, but um, I felt like oh we like I said like every album has this completely new tonal landscape that I sort of wanted to, you know, pull from and and because like if it's the greatest hits, you know, like what's the greatest of his you know all of everything he's released so. That was my little... But really, I chose songs that I just, I love and I think are so unique to, like, you know, pop rock or folk rock, you know, like, that's just like distinctly Bob Dylan's voice. And I mean that in like a, you know, compositional voice as well. Mm -hmm. That's just uniquely him and uniquely beautiful um, and really interesting lyrically
0: yeah i i when i made my initial list i realized that i had picked most of just my personal favorites yeah and i'm like well no, i'm trying if i'm if i'm playing this mental game of like what would actually be a greatest hits collection that a record company would pull from the last 20 30 years of records it wouldn't just be my favorite right. <laughs> tracks i'd have to yeah. come up with things that were genuinely popular so i think i stuck a couple of my personal faves in here but i mm-hmm. did try to play sort of fair uh, with that so okay so what's your track three
1: things have changed
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay all right okay all right that's it I mean it, how could it not be it won, yeah. it won the guy an Oscar I mean how, yeah. how could you not there's a video yeah. for it I mean good lord you know also uh,
1: mine is mine is as far as I'm aware is pretty chronological also so
0: okay fair enough yeah, yeah. Did you watch the, uh, have you, did you watch it at the time or have you since seen, I'm assuming at least the latter, Bob's performance of this, uh, at the Oscars that, that year?
1: I don't know that I have actually.
0: Oh, really? Oh, if you have not seen it, you got to check it out. It is That's really my fun.
1: Evening activity now. Yes. <laughs> you get, you get
0: to, you get to see him super up close. They okay. stuck the camera right in his face. And then there's this great moment where after he wins, the whole band is behind him garnier of course and all the guys and they're all back slapping him and it's just such a cool <sighs> thing to see all the oh guys gosh. just like hey man okay. <laughs> like you won an oscar like, that's awesome that? it's really great it's really really funny so wow. okay. okay all right so uh my track 3 boy this is we're setting off a of bad precedent here uh my <laughs> track 3 is not dark yet uh i was like okay. you can't you can't have you can't have that off of you have to have that off of time out of mind. It, yeah. It's one of the crowning achievements. It's a masterpiece of a song. It's been covered a bunch of times. It's just, you know, he's managed to make it sort of work in concert, which you wouldn't think. Cause it's such kind of like a slow downer song, mm-hmm. but it just, you if you're going to pull stuff from time out of mind. And I, it's weird because I initially like you, I was like, you got to have at least one. And then yeah. I started pairing some down. I'm like, well, this album will get one versus this album get two. But I'm like, Time Out of Mind is so huge in his catalog. You got to have at least two. I'm like, you got to have at least two songs represented. This album was such a comeback, not to us, but to a lot of people. It, it just completely brought him back. You you can't just do one song is not enough from Time Out of Mind. It just isn't. So yeah, I went with Not Dark Again. Very obvious, but that's what I went for. So okay. So, so our
1: first three are identical. Our first three order. are
0: identical, not in Great. order, but yes, they are. <laughs> although you went with the live version, which is a little more imaginative than, than what I did. So, okay. Your track four.
1: Mississippi.
0: Why is that? Mississippi
1: is, well, up until the release of Rough and Rowdy Ways was my number one favorite Bob Dylan song.
0: Really? hmm
1: I just, just the lyrics just speak to me. I, I, it's just, it's beautiful to me. And, you know, I I, the whole I I was raised in the country. I've been working in the town. Like I just it's just I love it. I just think it's beautiful lyrics. It's like simple yet so complex, like everything he does. But (laughs) yeah.
0: Did you go with the love and theft version or one of the 17 alts that have been released since?
1: (laughs) I went with love and theft.
0: Okay. All right. That's it. It's a a masterpiece of a song. Another one. Yeah. I'm going to be saying Mm -hmm. that about a lot of these, but uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, that is a really amazing song. So all right. Great choice. So um, well, so for my track four, I went to love and theft, Although I picked high water. Okay. Uh, Again, I was looking for a little, I have said on the, the episodes that we have done in Mississippi, that the version from love and theft is like one of my lesser favorites. I like lyrically. I like the song, but some of the other versions I like a little more than the one he ended up Kind of mid tempo one that he ended up going with, and i I was looking at the record and I'm just trying to kind of like I want to pace it a little, you know what I mean I want to mm-hmm. just have like fast, slow, slow, and then yeah. fast and then high water is up tempo. I feel like of all the songs off of love and Theft, it is the song most representative of the record, mm-hmm. and also the song that seemed to have been beamed from the future. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's a song that has lines about, you know, I want him dead or alive. And, yeah. and not too long after the record came out in the events of 9-11, we would be hearing that, that phrase, I want him dead or alive. Like it yeah. seems like a song that you would write after 9-11 happened, not a couple of years before, as, as always, Bob's antenna is, you know, yeah. hitting wavelengths that the rest of us are not. And so I feel like that song just, plus it works really well in concert, although I would go with the love and fat version, but I just, I wanted a little, just a little uptempo after and after mm-hmm. the sort of downer of not Derrick. so i went with i went with high water so that's my representation okay, from love and okay so track five
1: oh, it's my favorite album so i stuck with it oh boy
0: okay oh okay two songs
1: i love. just love the lyrics about you know a fellow told desdemona <laughs> i'm cold cover <laughs> me with a blanket like it's just like where does he come up with these things and then the whole you know Freddy or not, here I come. It's just (laughs) like, how does he come up with this stuff? It's just so, I just, I remember smiling the first time I heard it. And I just sort of chuckle every time I still hear it. And it's just so, you know, cheeky. Like, you know, like it's just got that little wink of his brilliant sense of humor in it. And, you know, like just pulling from all sorts of fables and tales from the universe i just i think it's adorable and brilliant
0: <laughs> it is a song that i feel like only bob could write yes you no know? like it's weird it's it's weird it's got the horrible dad jokes it's got this wonderful european sound that the band you could just kind of get into effortlessly and it is it's just it it it's catchy as all get out but yet it's just so odd you know you're just like what and you just to think what kind of brain even thinks of this you know (laughs) like like, what is
1: what is this song like just like the the meter in 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 how he's Mm -hmm. delivering the text is just like you know uh, um knocking on the door said who'd man said freddie who said freddie or not here like it's just the way he just sort of patters out all the text is just like oh my god this is he's a genius singer (laughs) So, yeah,
0: <laughs> he's quoting March yeah. Brothers lines. I mean, it's just yeah, like, it's, what it's is this Outrageous. Song?
1: Outrageous. It's, yeah. Bold
0: pick. Bold pick, Amy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That was not what I expecting. So, okay. So for my number pick, I, my number five, I moved on to Modern Times. Uh-huh. And I will tell you, as people know, Modern Times is my favorite record, is on my top five of his all-time okay. records. It is my favorite record that he has released of this suite of records. Okay. And so limiting it down to one song was really hard because you I you did just I limited one it, okay yes because I was like I have so many other records to cover I can't I can't justify it. so I boiled it down to one and so my pick for number five is Working Man's Blues number two, um, oh. it is it is my favorite song off the record. It's you know pe- Bob people say oh why doesn't Bob write you know uh, social justice songs anymore? Well he he does that's what this yes. is I mean this is it to me it's old timey but modern yep. I mean there's the reason why he's calling it number two because he's he's pacing and not basing it, but he's sort of following the track. I think it's was it Merle Haggard I think wrote working men's blues, and so this is he's like, this is my version. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it he talking about you know I can live off of rice and beans right and yet he's talking about you know the the modern working man I mean, and yeah. we talk about what a just a peerless singer he is. He manages mm-hmm. to work the word proletariat in a song okay. and make it sound natural. Who the hell else can do that?
1: Okay. So I don't know when we're going to address the almost tracks on our, on our greatest hits, but that was a hundred percent on my almost list. And okay. for that very reason, proletariat. So
0: <laughs> yeah, it's something I've learned from doing the show where I open it, reading the lyrics. If there's ever a time I screw up, it's reading the lyrics because I, I fumble <laughs> over them. I'm like, and this is the guy who sings them. Right. I'm just reading them. Yep. He's singing it. And just, yep. you know, there are so many artists that could try and stick a $5 vocabulary word into their song. And it could sound so awful because it's like, oh, you're <laughs> trying to sound impressive that you work the word, you know, superfluous into a song or something. Proletariat. proletariat you know and yet it just rolls off his tongue like it's the most natural thing in the world and so it's a song I never get tired of I I just think it's I I remember the first time I heard it and I just I sat there I, I remember coming home from work and this was waiting for me. The record was, I bought it off, bought of I guess, Amazon or something. And it was waiting on my porch when I got home and I did nothing. I just pulled the shrink wrap off and <laughs> sat and listened to it. And the whole record, I just think is amazing. And, but when I got to that song, I just was like, holy crap. Like this, this yeah. is everything. Yeah. This is just, yeah. Oh my God. You know? Yeah. And it just, and it's like six minutes, but it feels like it goes by. So yeah. Again, it killed me to to keep modern times down to one, but I, there was no other choice for me. It was Man Blues," uh, number two. So that's my fifth track. So okay, so what's your number six?
1: So my one modern times track is "Ain't Talkin." I just love the you know as I walked out tonight in the Mystic Garden, was passing by yon cool crystal fountain. <laughs> <laughs> like again, like just these lyrics are just like you know like div- it's like divine inspiration it just comes from we don't know it's it's just incredible that he puts these words together and it's and i just like the sort of like shuffle the like you know Mm -hmm. it's just
0: it's a creepy song but then it's also Mm -hmm. sort of comforting in a way where it ends on that high note where it ends with Mm -hmm. that upbeat you know where you're like uh, it's just bob loves talking about just walking around Doing stuff, you know, <laughs> and we know that he does that when he's playing, yeah, when he's playing a show, he heads out. I mean, good lord, he'll be in Philadelphia in November. I feel like I should stake the city out or something, right? Uh, and see if I can see it. I've spot him somewhere, but uh, yeah, he loves walking around and just noticing stuff. And I have to think that's yeah. what informs his songs. He's not, he's not holed up in the hotel, yeah. bus, concert stage, hotel, bus, concert stage, rinse and repeat. He's out there. Mm-hmm. Meeting regular people and, and having these experiences, which inform the song. So that's a great choice. I mean, they get, there couldn't be a song off of modern times that I would balk at. Cause again, I think right. the whole record is just top choice from, from beginning to end. So, okay. Uh, my next choice is it's slightly a personal preference. Uh, but he did do a video for it. Christmas in the heart. I had to pull something from Christmas in the heart. And I went with must be Santa. I I love that song. So unconditionally in every way. And I love the video. Bob at his goofiest. My only complaint yeah. about Christmas in the heart as a record is it doesn't have enough uptempo song. It needed a yeah. couple more like this. This. Yeah. I like that record, and I love that in perpetuity. It gives all the money he earns from it. It goes to charity. I I, I still, to this day, shake my head at people that like went after that record when it came out because I'm like, all right, maybe it's not the greatest record in the world, but good lord, he's doing it for charity. Like, what do we all need to be so pissy all the time about everything? But (laughs) this thing is such a jolt of energy in the middle of the record. Yeah, and I would kill another human being for them to play this live sometime. I would find that so fun to hear them break out. Somebody break out the accordion. Da, 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 yeah. da, 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 da. you know, yeah. it's just I love it. I know Bob didn't write it, but I feel like the record needs to be represented because people were like, "Bob Dylan's is doing a Christmas record." Yes, he is. Yes. And here it is. So yeah my yeah. my number and uh, my number six is must be Santa. Yeah,
1: that was totally on my almost list. I like the like the arpeggios, like digga digga it digga it, It's just it's.
0: It's brilliant. Like it. a, oh,
1: oh,
0: oh. And then the mentioning of the the presidents for yes. no good reason.
1: Oh, brilliant, <laughs> just brilliant. I love it so, so love good. It so. I know okay. it's on my almost list. I don't know. I have so many tracks. That I'm like ah, oh, I don't know. I'm which which leads which my next slot is my I don't know. I keep going back and forth between two songs. Should I? Name them both or wait till the end on the almost one?
0: We do wait till the end for the almost. Okay. <laughs> so what what's your what's your actual pick?
1: The next track is Duquesne Whistle. In large part because the arrangement, I mean, I love I love the arrangement on this on the album, but the arrangement that they created in the musical Girl from the North Country mm-hmm. is like the big 11 o'clock number and it becomes like the lights come way up and it becomes like this like gospel number almost it's it's incredible if you mm. haven't heard that version of it No, listen I to not. the listen to the cast album the Amer- i I prefer the American cast album because Bob's American but yeah there's this amazing recording of the of this song it's very cool so
0: that's great. Oh, now 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 that's interesting. Cause you said you're going in order. Is that right? Of yes. his records, of his releases. So that's Tempest. Yes. So you jumped over Christmas in the Heart and Together Through Life? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well.
1: I know, and I feel really guilty. Together <laughs> Through Life was released on my birthday it was i remember being so excited i went and i don't know if i went to like you know barnes and noble or if it came in the mail but it came like on my birthday and i was like oh my gosh together with yeah. new life this new album i wasn't crazy about it okay. i don't know
0: right. and it has not it, it has not sort it's, of i aged still haven't well to it yeah okay all right fair enough hey, i do that, have that, i that do
1: nice. have a so this slot it was my i do have a track from from that album on my almost list. And this is where I'm like, I don't know, maybe I should have put that song on it, but
0: yay, yeah. hey, this is a safe space. Annie, it's <laughs> your, your choice. So, well, okay. you. yeah. Uh, so I did go with together through life, by the way, I realize I'm, I'm I flipped these because together through life came out before Christmas in the heart. So I'm a little out of order, but they came out the same year. So close enough. Uh, I went with beyond here lies. Nothing. Just because again, it was the first song released from the record. It was put out as a single. They made a video of it, a very disturbing video, but they made, mm-hmm. they made a, made a video from it. And I feel like of all the songs on that record, that song is so accordion heavy, like that he really mm-hmm. leaned into that. That, that, and that song is the most kind of, it's got that sound to it, the David Hadago playing, the, you know, and so, yeah, of all the records together, with life was the one that cl- I came close to saying it's not going to be represented at all. But I just I just I felt wrong. I just couldn't do it. Like, I got to get something on here. And I genuinely like that song. Roberta Rakov and I talked about it. I think it's really terrific. I agree with you. That record, of all of his 21st century records, all original efforts, that one's my least favorite by a good measure. It's mm-hmm. the one I go back to the least or the ones that I pull the least amount of songs from when I'm making lists and stuff. But I felt like I should put something on there. And I genuinely yeah. do like it. And like you were talking about earlier, sound-wise, it doesn't sound like anything else. Yes, on these records. So it would be as a greatest hits collection. Although putting it right after must be sand, it might be a little <laughs> like, "Oh my God, the how much accordion music was he doing in 2011?" Right. But nevertheless, right. I went with that. So that's my uh, that's my seventh pick. So okay. So what is your track number eight?
1: Once upon a time, it's from Triplicate. Okay. Yeah. So similarly, those those like you know the quote unquote Sinatra albums. I never. Neither, I didn't really warm for those either. I don't really know Mm -hmm. why. I guess, (laughs) I guess I felt, I I like Once Upon a Time because of all the songs. He actually sings it with a nice, you know, legato line. I mean, okay, this is coming from me as a singer. Mm -hmm. Um, I I feel like I really wanted to pick... um, this nearly was mine because that's like such a banger. It is such a good song. It's one of my favorite Rogers and Hammerstein songs ever. It's from South Pacific. And, but I just, I couldn't get on board with how he delivered it. And I like, and I felt like once upon a time, I kind of felt like he could have written this. Hmm. Like it, just the way he delivered it, it was like, that's a really once upon a time. He really just was took liberties with the rhythm and it wasn't like he was singing off of the page, like behind a music stand, Mm -hmm. Um, which I sort of get the vibe. Obviously not. I mean, he's brilliant, but this once upon a time was written by Charles Strauss, who wrote um, Annie and bye bye birdie. So it's, it's just, it's so interesting, but yeah, I, I I thought that this was, this was the best representative of all these, covers that he did
0: all right yeah um let, well okay i'll i'll talk about uh because i do have something from those records so i'll get to that uh in a minute but yeah that's an absolutely fantastic pick uh my number eight is pay and blood from mm, tempest. Mm-hmm. it's my favorite song off of tempest it was certainly not anything result you know re- re- resembling a hit i think if you have any song i mean you mentioned duquesne whistle that did get a video again another video of a guy getting the shit beat out of him as he's trying to <laughs> romance a woman. It seems to be a common theme in Bob's videos lately. Um If there's any song off of that record that I think got popped a little, it was um early Roman Kings. Cause that was used uh, for a TV show. It was a, it was an HBO mm-hmm. show that used it in its commercial. And so I think maybe that got a little more known. Pay and blood right. is probably one of the more obscure ones, but I love it. I just think it's a dark, angry song and it's, it, it I don't know what any of it means. We did cover it on the show many, many years ago, but it's every time I listen to it, I get like, I get like pissed in a good way. I'm not even sure what I'm Mm -hmm. mad about, but I just get, you know, there's lots of things to be mad about. Uh, and so that song just kind of pulls it up in me and I'm like, well, Tempest, I love Tempest. I think it's a marvelous record. And I was like, I I gotta have something. And it was a matter of paring Mm -hmm. it down. And so that one, it just, it just has this great angry energy in the middle of it. You know, I'm grinding my life out, steady and sure, you know, just, oh my God, it's just so, he's he's just so bad, you know? So uh, Mm -hmm. I I like that having that in the sort of, in the the middle of the record. So my, my number uh, eight is um, Pay and Blood. So, okay. Okay. So what's your number nine?
1: Well, so if we were going to go not chronologically, I think that this would be the lead track and possibly the subtitle, if not the title. And it is, I contain multitudes. I just love also, like, how it begins with, like, the bowed bass, like, like, the sort of almost drone in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, whoa. You know, it just sort of catapults you into this, like I said, this completely new tonal language landscape. Like, oh, this is totally different.
0: That would be a great subtitle for the record, mm-hmm. and by the way. You know, every, I mean, can he, it, it, yes, he's borrowing the phrase, but, I'm like, what, what, better describes this guy than i contain multitudes and and i've actually i mean i knew the phrase before bob ever turned it into a song but thanks to bob turning it into a song i use it in my daily life to sort of mock myself when i (laughs) say something to my wife that's unexpected and she's like what and i'm like i contain multitudes you know it's just kind of you know uh it's that kind of thing and it's a, it's it's a marvelous song and yeah it would be a great uh, it, it would be a great a great subtitle. So that's a great pick. So uh, my number nine is I I was fighting over, do I pull something from all three of the Sinatra records? And I'm like, right. that felt a little much. And mm-hmm. if it also felt wrong. God, I mean, if you want to count Triplicate as three records, which it is, that's right. five records. Am I really going to boil down five right. records to one song? Well, yeah, I am. Uh, <laughs> because like you, I... These, these records have just still not landed with me. Every so often, I pull them out, I give them a listen, and I just go, hmm, okay. And then I put them put them away again. Um, so the one that I ultimately pulled from, and this is not an imaginative pick, is from Shadows of the Night, which is the night we called it a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did, again, I keep leaning to this, but he did a video for it. He sang it on David Letterman's final show. Oh, right, right. The, yeah. The, uh, well, there were the penultimate show of of Letterman. Letterman's last show didn't have guests, but he was he, Bob Dylan. You know, Bob and, and Letterman obviously have a very specific relationship. And so the fact that he came on and, and sang that, he didn't sing one of his own songs, my minor disappointment in that. But that's the one I I went for because I feel like it, it has that 40s vibe to it. I mean, you got a lot of yeah. the records do. Two things about the Sinatra records, and I've I've mentioned this before. First of all, I think he's actually made these songs much more captivating live than they are mm-hmm. on the record for some yeah. reason. And as much as I say, these records have not done a lot for me. If he decided to put out a live album that was just culled from the yeah. Sinatra performances, I mean, look, I'm going to buy any album Bob Dylan puts out, of course, but right. I would actually be interested in hearing a curated collection of those because i went and saw me, me and my pal dan eaker went and saw him and he sang i think at the time this was in like 2019 he must have sang i think five or six songs from those records and they were I great think, yeah i think so yeah yeah they were great and i remember turning to him saying i like these better than the ones on the record yeah and yeah. so, you know, I think maybe there was something about, as you said, that he's not standing behind a mic stand with the words. He was standing there gripping the mic like he's doing Frank Sinatra, you know, with the, yeah. practically, you know, yelling at the, singing at girls cooing in the front row kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um So he really had something there that he's just I just don't know if studio wise, they quite got it, but live he did. So yeah. um I but I mean, these records had to be represented. They were a big part of his you know, the the twenty tens for him and we know yeah. you know obviously he was working at at something that bored fruit in the on the rough and ratty way. So that's the one I went for is is the night we we called it a day. So mm-hmm.
1: sidebar, but, yes. um when he was performing on Letterman, I went to the stage door, me and I'm trying to think it wasn't quite a hundred people, but there were like a bunch of people <laughs> hanging Did at the you stage. Really? Door. Oh yeah, trying to see if he would because they record, they record Letterman during the day, right? And so, yeah, it was. You know, I was standing out there with my sunglasses on. I'm like, "Come on, where's yeah, did he going already? Where is he?" There was a big tour bus, and I was like, "Come on!" Then I finally left. I was like, "I have to go." I think I would like, "It stepped out of my day job to go to an audition," and I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna mosey up the street and see if I can see
0: him." <laughs> I'm
1: like, "Okay, I'll go back to the office," but it was
0: really, yeah, it's a great thought. It's a really yeah. great thought. Uh, I went, yeah. to, I went to Letterman. I went to a bunch of Letterman tapings over the years and I went to one the same. I went in 93, the year he was there when he performed forever young, uh, That's to promote great. world gone wrong of all things. But he was, and I missed like I went to Letterman. I think within two weeks of that appearance and I, oh, I was wow. like, damn it. I missed him. <laughs> <laughs> it like two yeah. weeks, it was so close. It would have been so great. But I already had. I went to Letterman once where Bob appeared, so I can't. I can't. Oh, really? Back. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Man. No, the first ever. The first time I ever saw Bob Dylan live was at Letterman's tenth anniversary show at Radio City Music Hall, which I got. Oh,
1: cool. To get tickets to.
0: That's where he came out and did like a that's Rolling sweet. Stone with that huge band and stuff. So, oh, uh, yeah, that's where I, where it started. So uh, anyway, okay. So what is your what is your tenth pick?
1: Okay. Is um. This is back to my. This album was influenced by opera. Um uh, this is my own version of you.
0: All right. I love that song.
1: I so it has this amazing like ground bass. It's like a like lament bass. So I'm actually gonna little I'm gonna play a little bass line. But um so Henry Purcell wrote an opera called Dido and Aeneas. And the end the opera ends, it was actually a one act, it was it's this it was actually written for School kids, but uh, Dido sings this beautiful aria called "When I Am Laid in Earth," and it has this amazing bass line. So it's like that has the same kind of da 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 da, 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 da right? It has the sort of same descending, very very you know, it's called lament bass, you know, so it's, it's just this like eerily devastating <laughs> song, you know, um, I just, I, I remember first hearing this song and I was like, wow, mm-hmm. this is brilliant and gorgeous and strange, you know, <laughs> I just think that, right. again, it again, it's just, where, where does he come up with these things? Besides, maybe he was listening to Purcell, you know, mm-hmm. but um during the beginning of the pandemic. So yeah, that's my next threat.
0: <laughs> I love that song. I love I yeah. love singing to that song. The way he drops the words in. Yep. Uh, like just the, first of all, you know the the Pacino and Brando mix them up, make up a robot commando, which you're like, what the yep. hell? And then the, you know, the blast of electricity is all that I need. You know, running at top speed, like just oh, and the the, the weird locations. It doesn't sound like anything else in his entire catalog. Yes, just saying something after 500, yep. 600 songs. Yeah, uh, but yeah, oh, that's a it's a ter- that's such a terrific song. So okay, great, yeah. that's a great pick. Um, So, right. So my number 10, I'm finally up to Rough and Ratty Ways. I went with False Prophet um, uh, because, again, like, I remembered the release of how that that album was released in a very odd way is that, of course, we had the Murder Most Foul, which dropped out of nowhere. But then, and Mm -hmm. Bob isn't, like, telling us it's from a record. Like, he's like, hey, me and the band just did this. And you're like, okay. And then they released Multitudes. Again, not mentioning mm-hmm. it's from the record. I'm like, well, what is like, okay, there must yeah. be a record coming, but they're not telling it. And it was right. False Prophet was the first one where they went, okay, it's That's a record. Right, yeah, Here you go. That's and right. they, they dropped in at midnight. And I remember, I remember laying in bed with my phone and I had my headphones in and because I was like, look, I, I'm going to fall asleep and then I'll wake up at midnight and listen to this mm-hmm. and I heard it. And I will say as much as I love, I contain multitudes and Murder Most Foul they were slow, you know. And I was a little like, is the whole record gonna sound like mm-hmm. this? It's gonna be kind of these, you know. And then this thing had that that blue stomp to it, again, courtesy of mm-hmm. another musician. But he, you know, it had that, and it just it when I think of the song, I think about my friend Tara Zook, who uh came on the show and said, after she listened to it, she said the song made her feel 10 feet tall. And I was mm-hmm. like, Yes, that's it exactly. Yeah. And so it has that. You know, Bob bravado. You know, I walk yeah. on a on a hill of swords in my bare feet, and and you know, when your your smile meets my smile, something's got to give. It's just all that yeah. great, powerful blues, Bob Dylan, that he brings to it, and it just. I also energy wise, after the night we called it a day, I thought it'd be nice to kind of then kick it up and be like, nah, nah, just that kind of sound to it. So yeah, uh, I went with I went with. Believe me, I could have picked the entire record because I love Rough and Ready way so much. Um, But I went with, I went with false prophet. So, okay. All right. So you're number 11.
1: Cool. Well, note that I'm going chronologically. So Mm. yet another rough and rowdy ways is I put Key West philosopher pirate because this is now my favorite Bob Dylan track of all time. Uh, It's up there with Mississippi. Yeah. Wow.
0: Locate. You like location songs.
1: That's interesting. (laughs) Why didn't that occur to me? Yes. Yes, that's cool. Yep.
0: And yeah, can, I just
1: yeah. I just think it's so similarly to, you know, like almost similarly to Ain't Talking, which is with that like ethereal vibe. It's like, this is a place that only Bob Dylan has been to. You know, <laughs> like, just like, I could never hope to see what he sees. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's just so mystical and yeah and you know you can smell smell the flowers you know i just
0: the bougainvillea it, and stuff yeah yeah. yeah yeah um yeah well i'll i'll jump right to because my track 11 is key west as well okay. I, I was like it i've said this on the show when we when we covered it a bunch of a couple of, god, god that record's three years old at this point it still feels oh new god. and fresh but yes. it's three years old i again i, I remember i put I bought the record, I put it on, and I laid here in my studio, and I just laid on my couch and just put it on. I was going to shut my mm-hmm. eyes. I was going to listen to this. And I got to Key West, and about 20 seconds into it, I said, how have I never heard this song before? Because yeah. it sounds like it's existed for 50 years. It just yes. sounds like, how how is this a song that it was composed in the last couple of years? How You know? Um
1: that's interesting. I remember actually you saying that on our episode of um I've made up my mind to give myself to you, you oh, said I? a similar oh, I, I thing. Myself. No 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 no, but but I agree. That's what I'm saying. like it's it's a really I think you said it was I think you said it was eternal.
0: It feels that way to me. Yeah, it it, yeah, it is yeah. it's it's I listen every time I listen to it, I I still don't really exactly have a handle on what is going on in the song. Yeah. I mean, you could just take it on a very surface level, and it's about a guy that's, you know, looking at sort of the, the, the back, more than the back nine of his life, probably the back three of his life. Yeah. And finding some sort of inner peace, but maybe also not. Um, that when he sings the part about the bride that was paired up with him, and, mm-hmm. and he's, you know, and he, and he says, she's that's my that's my story but it's not where it ends she's still cute and we're still friends and just the Mm -hmm. way he sings we're still friends there's something i'm i'm doing justice to it obviously but the way he sings that it i don't get i don't messed up generally in in popular entertainment and movies or music i just i just don't my one friend calls me robot but i i I, but I do for when he gets to that line of Key West, I, I, there's this melancholy to it that just Mm -hmm. hits me every single time. And I know it's coming, you know, I know the song and it just the way he sings it. It's just so powerful. And it, it just recalls to me relationships that I've had people that have come in and out of my life. And just the way he sings it is so. Beautiful. And it makes me want to go to Key West on top of it. I just want to, I mean, I've always wanted to go to Key West, but this isn't new, but thanks to other things in popular culture about Key West, but I just, it makes me want to just like move there, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it's so beautiful. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think it is the, the idea that he, that whole record is superb, but the idea that he still can write something and perform something to that level at age, you know, 79, it's so inspiring. It's so unbelievably inspiring. And so there was no way that was, that was always on my short list. It was never not going to be on this collection as Key West.
1: Yeah. Well, the line that gets me is like, like every phrase is, it's, it's a, you know, strophic song. Every, every verse is sort of similar, but then when he gets to, People tell me that I'm truly blessed. And like he goes up, it's just like, oh my god, you know. And like the same kind of thing, you like you anticipate it, you, you know. You you feel that that's where the vocal line is going to go, that he's going to go up. But just the way he delivers it is, again, at like seven million years old, is like how do you have such control over your voice? You know, like again, I will say this: this is you know, I will die on this hill that like he is a brilliant singer you know, Mm -hmm. and that he can deliver this line like that. It's just stunning, and yeah, and also, it's also a little bit of foreshadowing into Murder Most Foul because talking about McKinley, it's just it's Mm -hmm.
0: just Trubin had his White House there and stuff like that. By the way, okay Uh, philosophical question for you. Do you consider Murder Most Foul the last song on on Rough and Rowdy Ways, or is it its own thing because it is it is sort of the way it's bifurcated off the rest of the record. I guess depending on what format you buy the record in. But like no, if you on vinyl it gets its own side. And on C D yeah. it gets its own C D. Do you do you feel like Key West is the last song and Murder Most Foul is the kind of like Coda, or do you feel no Murder Most Foul is the last song?
1: So I bought it digitally. So yes. It's I all do just think one thing. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's sort of like it does definitely feel like there's yeah like i can imagine you know flipping the record over but um but yeah it feels like it's all sort of pushing towards this grand culmination of this brilliant album even though it was you know mysteriously dropped first
0: but right yeah yeah. but so i love the way the key west is like eight minutes and you're like well that's the album closer oh no 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 i got another i got i got an 18 minute song Yeah. I got a 21 minute song here in in my hip pocket. I can do that.
1: Wash cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: (laughs) By the way, you mentioned that like I contain multitudes would be the subtitle of Greatest Hits Volume 4. If I had to do one, I would call it Greatest Hits Volume 4, Philosopher Pirate. Is there a mm, better way to describe Bob Dylan than Philosopher Pirate?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah.
0: So, all right. So, big moment. What's your last track on, on your Greatest Hits Volume 4?
1: Maybe Predictable. Murder Most Foul.
0: Oh, wow. You pulled, so you pulled four, four songs, songs off of one record. Wow. I did.
1: I'm super lame. Yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> that wouldn't be the word I would use. I love, okay.
1: I just, I, they're just so, they're so different. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I, I really feel like they're cohesive. I mean, I think the album is mysteriously cohesive, but there's just a different color to all of those songs. And they all represent, it, yeah. Just I mean, especially lyrically, it's just it's so inventive. You know, like where where does he come up with these things? You know, and <laughs> and I guess it was my way of making the album longer. <laughs> 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 but yeah,
0: is it safe to assume that of of his 21st century records, "Rough and Rowdy Ways" is your favorite since you've pulled four songs from it? I mean, that's that's like yeah. thriller territory. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I had always said Eleven Theft was my favorite. But yeah, then when Rough and Rowdy Ways came out, I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, because like you said, I mean, it's just especially I think I talked about this on our other episode that when it dropped, I was I, I was personally in just such a dark place of you know, it was the height of the pandemic. I was, I was saying to myself, like, am I ever going to sing again? Am I ever going to perform? Like, am I ever going to be able to collaborate with other musicians in person again? You know, how long will this play out? And I, it felt so inspiring to know that, you know, he found a way to make music at 8 million years old and, Hmm. you know, like, and just so inventive and, unusual and just pulling from well you know opera you know mm-hmm. just from his his lifetime of observing and taking in the world so
0: that's fantastic yes. yeah yeah all right well okay uh for my final track this was the biggest internal debate i had making this list because <laughs> i'm a nerd was do i pull something from shadow kingdom or not mm-hmm. because it's like it's right. all older songs, but at the same time, I, the, it's, it stands unique in his catalog and that it's right. a, it's a studio record, but it all, you know, we now know it's not a live record. It's a studio record. And so bang, we've got it in 2023. We have a new studio album from Bob Dylan, which is a big right. deal. It's just, he's singing his older songs. And I eventually said, yeah, I think shadow kingdom is enough of a quote unquote statement that it Needs to be represented as Mm -hmm. what he's been doing. So I picked, this isn't even my favorite one, but I think the one that stands the most out from the record is Forever Young, which was, Mm -hmm. I know it actually had the, the, uh, was on the last greatest hits collection. That's how old that greatest hits collection, how many years it was pulling from that a greatest hits collection issued in 94 was pulling Forever Young from 20 years earlier. But I felt like, I don't know, just Shadow Kingdom feels still important to me. Yeah. But it had to be represented. And I just, I, my favorite song track from that is the Just Like Tom Thumb's Blues. But I was like, I don't want to play personal favorites. I want to think <laughs> what, what one that people really seem to, to key into. And it was forever young. So I went with forever. I just feel like it's, it's Shadow Kingdom is something, whether he's going to keep doing it, where he's going to keep, we know like, there's been these rumors that he's been doing more of these recordings with T-Bone Burnett that are going to get, you know, released uh, to these, you know these one release only to some billionaire that's going to own the originals but then they leak out you know and this is kind of that and so i feel like it i felt like it felt wrong to not include it so i'm ending yeah. it with an older song which is shadow kingdom forever young so that is our list everybody i'm gonna i'm gonna read amy's list over just to <laughs> remember everybody so amy went with Sick live not dark yet things have changed mississippi po boy ain't talking Whistle. Once Upon a Time, I Contain Multitudes, My Own Version of You, Key West, Murder Most Foul. And I went with Things Have Changed, Love Sick, Not Dark Yet, High Water, Working Men's Blues number 2, Must Be Santa, Beyond Here Lies Nothing, Paying Blood, The Night We Called It A Day, False Prophet, Key West, and Forever Young. Just those songs, just the the unique songs on those lists, which is like about 18 of these are, I'd say, unique. And we had a couple of duplicates. What did any artist would kill for that discography? And that's just right. his 21st century output. Right. right. Unbelievable. And I would buy either one of those records in a heartbeat if they yeah. put this out, even though I own every one of them. I would right. still go. And buy it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't care about whatever you need. Whatever you need me to do, man. So that is that's an amazing list, Amy. Uh, I just think it's and I love that we went with so many different. We started off at the same and then we we diverged pretty yeah. early on and so that's uh that's pretty cool so okay you have a couple of almost rands that you want to mention at least
1: yeah so obviously my almost tracks were beyond here lies nothing mm-hmm. must be santa working man's blues and Nettie moore
0: that's I'd be unexpected anymore i
1: don't know why that song i've always loved that song i just again like the sort of it has that sort of vague shuffling like it just Mm. he's sort of you know walking around just checking people out getting their story you know just taking it all in i it's i don't know
0: (laughs) was that the initial list or did was the initial list even bigger than than that those 16 songs
1: no i well i was i was like i could make a greatest hits of just love and theft and rough and ratty ways but (laughs) i Obviously need a couple more. No, I, yeah. So those were all tracks that I played around with dropping them in and out. Do, so uh, Beyond Your Lies Nothing and Duquesne Whistle were the two that I was like, oh, which one should I put in? But then I randomly listened to the, again, the girl from the North country version of the, the musical version. And I was like, this is a great song. So, <laughs> so that went in.
0: My initial list, I didn't keep it, but my initial list my, just, as I was going through, you know, going to bobdylan.com, just going through all the records. First of all, I managed to not include anything from all the bootleg series, which right. was really hard because there's yeah. so much great yeah. material on there. I mean, series of dreams made it onto greatest hits volume three, even though that's a bootleg series release. I was like, obviously that was within the realm of possibility of pulling something off of that, but I was like, no, let's just keep it to the original releases. So, I didn't even keep my original list, but a couple of the almost random were Someday Baby, almost made it on there. That was used for an Apple commercial. Again, I hate to keep leaning on, like, was there a video component? But I feel Mm -hmm. like that song just had such a great, you know, it's such a great boogie and it's fun that I think that would have been cool to have on it. And then from the Sinatra records, I almost went with Bragging from Triplicate because I wish that's my favorite song of all five records because I just wish there were more uptempo tempo songs on those records when he sings bragging it's so fun and i'm like i just need a couple more of these but it's just kind of to me it's like ballad after ballad after ballad after ballad and i'm like after a while he's kind of, like we just pick it up a little bit you know and so yeah i I could have listened to a lot more of of those but so i wish bragging but i was like you know what that's just a personal favorite that's not remotely Mm -hmm. a greatest hit now bob of course played that game himself because some of the songs on greatest hits volume three were never hits ring ring them bells is on there off of oh mercy's like that song was never hit. <laughs> that, you know that i think that's bob just like that's my favorite one off the record put that on there like okay all right yeah. bob um but right. i wanted you know i wanted to i didn't want to uh, i didn't feel free enough to do that so i almost went with with bragging and murder Most foul was really i think the length of it just killed me i was like I yeah can't yeah 20 minutes. <laughs> We're going right. yeah. to of another record to that. So, but yeah. in terms of a statement, in terms of the way it was dropped, like that's, and it was like a number one download, however the hell they managed those things. Right. Uh, you know, so that, that almost made it, but eventually, and they said it was, it was that list that made me say, I can't do 10. How can I do 10? Right. That's impossible. So we got a death at 12. So, <laughs> well, those are our lists, everybody. Uh, if you have your own list, go to mm-hmm. fmpods.com and leave a comment and give me your version of greatest it's volume four. And who knows, maybe mm-hmm. at some point I will do a, another mailbag show and I can, I can rattle off some of your versions. I think that would be kind of fun to hear. I love hearing people's idea. Cause it's to me, it's very creative and positive. It's like, Oh no, these are the things I love this. is what I would love to hear collected and in, in one spot. So Amy, um, I always enjoy talking to you and I really appreciate you kind of taking this flyer with me and, and doing this because this required, I mean, every episode you've done on the show, you bring a ton of research. You do a lot of, you do a lot more homework than I do on the show. And I really appreciate that. I don't but know this, about that, <laughs> well, this, so believe me, you do. And so, uh, <laughs> you, this required you to put a lot more kind of thought behind it than just coming on to talk about a, a song. So I very much appreciate you doing this with me.
1: Oh, thank you so much for thinking of me. I'm always honored and flattered to be
0: included. So thank you so much. Why don't you tell people where they can find you out on the internet?
1: Thank you. So my website is amymodhelfer.com. That's Maud with an E. I am a mezzo-soprano in the Northeast area. Um, And I'm on the... Website formerly known as Twitter as Metso Mod, actually also on Instagram as Metso Mod, and yeah.
0: All right, excellent. What do you do? You, I'm sure you have a bunch of performances coming up.
1: I do. I'm performing in New York City and Connecticut in the next few months. Yeah, and I'm seeing Bob in Waterbury so i'm very excited about that
0: yes what, yeah. what what connecticut song is there for him to sing is there a connecticut i know United i'm, I'm song? trying to right <laughs> is there some is There's there some Scott. blues musician from connecticut we don't know about oh i'm sure that's a great question blind lemon <laughs> oh. blind lemon uh you know what, what's the town right. of what's danbury blind lemon danbury or something right. is it one of those <laughs> something wow. like that so okay that's
1: such a good question oh that's that'll be really fun to we should get some bets going on um, i'm not a betting person but you know <laughs> we should get some
0: yeah get some money in there w- wagers what going plan. yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> so okay uh i do want to ask you an exit question and i'm going okay. to i'm going to amend it slightly based on your experiences which is uh one of the exit questions i've been asking people is if you could get bob dylan to sign any artifact uh the other time other times i've asked this question i've asked people what bob dylan album would you get some but i'm gonna for you i'm gonna change it in two ways first i'm gonna say i'm not gonna limit to an album any artifact but because as we know from your last episode you are close personal friends with tony garnier i'm personal (laughs) friends (laughs) i'm gone it's my story and i'm sticking with it i am changing it to if you could get Tony Garnier to oh sign God. something it, it doesn't have to be from Bob it doesn't have to be a Bob record or anything related to Bob but it could be what do you think you would want to get him signed like say, you know you're going to meet him he's going to say hey you know and you're like I want to get one thing signed from Tony you may I don't know if you're an autograph person in general but if you could what would you want to have Tony Garnier's autograph on
1: What? Sort of an autograph person. I would probably have him. I think he said that the first opera he saw was at Sydney Opera House and it was Rigoletto. So I'd probably have him sign my Rigoletto score. That's um, a great
0: pick. It's a great choice. He'd probably really, but, really dig that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or like any opera score or, you know, just anything. Um, I'd probably ask Bob to sign um, my framed copy right on my wall of the record of We Are the World. <laughs> which is my favorite song of all time so for real for a hundred percent yes it's i love this song yep
0: that is that is that is surprising
1: what you have like
0: what is like the 45 or something is that what you have
1: no it's it's the it's the 12 inch oh it's the the full the full album okay oh wow okay there's lots of children on the front just you know of all different colors and smiling it's amazing there's that it. it's yeah yeah
0: okay that's i that that's <laughs> completely unexpected and while bob dylan did not write that song i consider it su- subject for this show so if you ever want to come back and talk about we are the world
1: i literally was going to suggest that to you <laughs> offline i was going to be like can we please talk about we are the bob World?" bob sits so, on it yes. it counts, it counts as, oh. as, yeah Amazing.
0: Okay. 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 All right. Well, we'll pencil that in. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right. That's a great boy. That that completely left field pick there. Uh well, again, Amy, thank you so much for for doing the show. I always enjoy talking to you. And I, I find I take it as a real honor that that someone of your talents would would choose to spend part of your time doing my silly little show. So thank you very much. Oh
1: my gosh, no. I've that's how I'm like, wow, I'm like world famous because I'm on Pod <laughs> Dylan. Yeah. I told you I told you what my cousin said. When what he, did he
0: say? I think I know it but I want to hear it anyway. Just when he said
1: he said I know you've like performed at Carnegie Hall and stuff but that you're on Pod Dylan is like the coolest thing ever. That's so.
0: ridiculous. That is just <laughs> I I appreciate no. him saying that but that's a ridiculous thing to say. <laughs> so anyway, uh again, well, thank you everybody for listening. You can find this show on uh, Twitter and on Blue Sky as just as Pod Dylan. And once again, since this is a bonus episode, it means you are a subscriber and I deeply, deeply appreciate your helping keeping this show going. Thanks to your financial support. And I really, really appreciate it. And so doing these bonus episodes is so fun because I just get to come up with these sort of crazy, weird ideas for these, these off shows. And, uh, they're just a delight to record. And this one was uh, no exception. So thank you all for your support. I really do appreciate it. And we'll be doing another bonus show in November. I already have that planned and that'll be going too. So, uh, that's going to do it again. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will see you later. Bye. Hey, tell presents Superstars Greatest Hits, a fantastic double album. Original hits, original stars. The Hollies. Chai Coltrane. Johnny Nash. I can see clearly now. John. Brownsville Station. You get the O.J., Billy Paul, Dr. Hook, Clint Hall, Childites, Bill Withers, and the DeFranco family. The sound of a it's a love Albert Hammond. It never rains in California. Dog. Get Superstar's Greatest Hits, a fantastic double album. $7.99 from KTEL. Tape, $9.99.